in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the cantankerous Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> That's right. How's your bracket looking, Glenn? You got blowed up. Yeah, mine too. The entire East region is like a crater, uh, a proverbial bracket crater. I always get so bummed on the first day of the tournament because oh, my bracket always, we talked about this last time, mm-hmm. my bracket always goes to hell in a handbasket mm-hmm. on the first day. Yep. I always seem to pick somebody that I have in my final four or elite eight that just gets blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a big 12 region, oh. I, I thought the big 12 was going to make a power play this year and mm. uh, they, mm. they did the opposite. I don't know what the opposite of a power play is, but... Uh, it was a hat. It was like a hat trick of losses. <laughs> awful, awful losses. And Brian, I was, I was courtside for one of them. That's true. Uh, I went and watched KU play the mighty Wichita State Shockers. We both have bad news, yeah. for our teams this week. It's just, I mean, I, yeah, KU. Loses to Wichita State right. in the tournament. It's a bitter pill. K State doesn't even make the tournament, mm-hmm. but then their top scorer gets dismissed from the team. Another loss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's rough around here. Mm-hmm. But unless you're a Wichita State fan, which, right? Then hey, congratulations. Things could be better. They, I tell you what, they played a much better game than KU did. I will give them that. Mm-hmm. They came out and played, and I saw it all, Brian, from row four. Center court. I'm surprised that you weren't one of those guys that went out and like put the leg out to trip. I <laughs> there was a couple of, like v- I found Van myself Vliet. like lunging for stuff like <laughs> I like throwing popcorn at me. No, yeah. no, I don't know. There was one player where the ball was coming out of bounds, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna grab it. <laughs> I'm gonna knock. I'm gonna chicken wing Van Vliet. Chicken. <laughs> no, it was it was a good game, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was sad. Mm-hmm. It was a. Uh, Bittersweet. Bitter. End of, end of the year. More bitter than sweet. More bitter than sweet. I'm just talking about overall. It was, a, you know, you got to go to the courtside game. Yes. It was exciting. Yes. Um, it was that ex- was the sweet part of it. It was exciting until the tip-off. And then after yeah. that, it was not so exciting. But that's enough about bad <sighs> memories, Brian. We're here to make new ones. We're here to make great ones. Yeah, that's right. On this podcast. That's, that's why right. we do this every week. That's right, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And... To help us make memory. Oh no, I'm I'm jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead again, Glenn. <laughs> we gotta we gotta do our usual spiel. And uh, you know, speaking know. of spiels, <laughs> it's like self self referential there. Um, we are creators of a site called gentleman.com. Yes. This is a, this is a serious part of the podcast. We are creators of a site called gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. You must. Mm-hmm. I implore you to go to this site right now. Mm-hmm. And click on things. Click on things. It doesn't matter what you click on. Just start clicking on things. Just all over the place, you know? Um, Clicking is good. One of those things that, you know, you could do for a game is just start clicking around and see where you end up. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a manly Minecraft. That's right. That's right. Choose your own adventure. Choose build your, your own adventure. world. Yeah, build your own world. On gentlemen.com. You'll, you'll have a surprising, you know... Uh, your own surprising experience yes. if you go to gentleman.com. Absolutely. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us mm. after you've gone to gentleman.com and you've, you've got complaints, you're irritated, you're horrified by what you've seen, mm. uh, or maybe you like it. Either way. We won't tell. Uh, no. We, either way. You can, uh, you can get in touch with us by sending us a letter via the U.S. Postal Service, mm-hmm. the best postal service in the country. Yes. Um, to P.O. Box four four two Gentleman Podcast P.O. Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We will get your letter. We will stick it on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which is the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. 
and um, so that's exciting in, in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and if you want to use an alternative method to get in touch with us, you could send us a letter to howdyatgentleman.com via email or uh, hire us as Uber drivers or <laughs> uh, maybe maybe you're lucky enough to be flipping through people on Snapchat mm-hmm. or um, uh, Tinder. Maybe yeah, hit us up on, on Tinder. On Tinder, you're you're flipping through people, and then Glenn pops up. Mm-hmm. You know, and you run away screaming. Then, <laughs> I would say ask him on a date. I think I think my beard, <laughs> my beard would cover like half the profile picture at this point. Yeah, it's true. It's getting unruly. So I don't know what kind of people you detract on. Um, uh, that's a good point. Tinder. But we don't we don't know we don't want, we don't need to find out about that. It's uh, the. Air quote corporate account for gentlemen. That's so, right. That's so, right. so either yeah. So it's that totally. It's, mm-hmm. it's official business mm-hmm. use only. Right. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Start with the uh, drink of the week for this week. It's about time. Uh-huh. Well, I was perusing the local liquor store as I usually do. Well, half the time. Brian perusing the local liquor <laughs> store. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I uh, I my eyes cast upon a brewery. Well, yeah, a brewery. I don't think we've we've featured here yet. I don't think we've talked about them yet. And actually, we know nothing about this brewery. Um, it's uh, Arcadia Ales. Arcadia Ales. And I, I originally, what really caught my eye was the box. It's kind of a cool, yeah. it's called the Lockdown. It's a Scotch Ale. Mm-hmm. And the box is this really cool um, uh, picture of a lock, mm-hmm. you know, in a castle in the foreground. It's, it's just pretty awesome. Pretty mm-hmm. awesome little box. So, I picked it up. Um, the price, Brian, Nine dollars. Okay. So a little, little on the high end. Just a just a scotch, a little on the high end. Uh, but the alcohol is eight point what? Eight percent alcohol. Um. And uh, yeah, I did. We ever find anything out about Arcadia Ales? The um, website was broken. <laughs> let me. Yeah, I've got three things to say about Arcadia Ales. Okay, let's hear them. Um, I'm trying to look up the IBUs on this because first of all. Uh, Arcadia L's your website doesn't work. Yes. Um, Strike one. That it doesn't work. It's broken. Like when I try to click on any of the links, it nothing comes up. Uh, you know. And so we have no idea at this point what the IBUs are. Um, uh, twenty-eight IBUs. Okay. So twenty-eight IBUs. Okay. So Low in the highs. Uh, high in the alcohol. That's the way we like it. Um, so first of all, the website was broken. Second of all. Um, there was a link on their website which I appreciated. That's the only thing I could see. I couldn't see anything about the what you know their website was broken, mm. uh, so no content loaded. But their navigation loaded, and one of the links on the about you, about us page, about uh, <laughs> said the frickin' truth. <laughs> so I appreciated that. And then uh, there was a, there's a story on this, and uh, the, the quote that I like from the box of the beer we were. When the website doesn't work, you're reduced to going to these old school methods right. of reading about things, and they actually have a um, a story about the beer on their the the sixer that it came in, um, and it says uh, the Maris Otter Barley, the best on the planet, is floor malted in Scotland, and the backbone of an ale well crafted for the warrior, the poet, the woman in the tartan skirt. Or the man in a kilt. Hmm. So I, I, that's a good description. I like that. It's like I'm in Scotland right now. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I it's that time of year. It's spring. You know, it's raining right now. Mm-hmm. I've never been to, to Scotland, but this is what I kind of feel like Scotland would be like. We need a couple of gentleman kilts. You know, my wife would go crazy if I was in a kilt. I'm just saying. She. This is. That's her thing. She's a. Yeah, it's well, uh. She told me that I need to get a kilt, and I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "Well, I like kilts, Glenn." Huh? Which is very weird because basically she likes a man in a dress. Yeah. Um. Uh, skirt. 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 I don't know. Tartan skirt. I, what, I mean, do you really call it a skirt if you wear boots with it? You know. That's a good question. I don't know. I've never. Well, I've never done the kilt thing. I imagine it'd be footloose and fancy free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope there's not a stiff breeze. We should we should wear kilts to work. <laughs> I think we could. That could be a that could be like a lawsuit or something. I think if we were if we wore kilts, that would be a bad idea. Cross your legs. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, well, anyway. All right, Glenn. Well, let's, uh, you got these popped open. Let's give them a shot and see what happens. The Lockdown Scotch Ale from Arcadia Ales. Arcadia Ales. And somewhere in Michigan. Battle Creek. No. Battle Creek, Michigan. Kalamazoo. I'm sorry. Kalamazoo. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. That's pretty good. Mmm. That's very good. Yeah, that's a good, it's a tasty. You know what I like about this right off the bat, Brian? This is 8% alcohol and you can't tell. We'll find out about thirty well, minutes in the I mean, episode. Right, we will. We'll be able to tell. Right, but it doesn't taste. No, it doesn't. You can't really taste the alcohol. The alcohol just really killing you. I got a faint hint of the, hint of the scotch. You know, I can I can taste a little of the scotch there. Yeah, it's good. Okay, Glenn. Um, mm. So we know like that, that this beer was nine dollars. Yes. Oh, you know what? I have to make a correction. Mm. I have to make an adjustment to um, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We or maybe last week we featured the Guinness last week. extra stout, mm-hmm. uh, and I said at the time it was nine dollars, but it's actually eight fifty. Oh, so um, we'll have to change that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to retype that into the MTS computer. I made a mistake. I'm very sorry. I want to apologize to the Guinness company to Arthur Guinness. Um, I made a glaring mistake, and I'm very sorry. Um, so hopefully, this uh, correcting this drastic uh, misinformation that I put out there on the internet will will suffice, and, and I can I can go on. So anyway, well, I just wanted to take a, take a second thank, and say that I thanks I, for owning up to that, Brian. But well, yeah. you'll never have to apologize for me. Look, we all make mistakes. That's, that's why that's why we have rubber on the end of our pencils. That's true. Okay, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. saying. Batman. But not like the modern Batman. This is like the old school. Pow! Oh, bam! Batman. Mm. That's good. That's uh, the life lessons from the uh, from the original Batman. Well, yeah, it might have been Robin. Well, okay. either way, either way, it's a good it's a good lesson, Glenn. Well, um, you know, we try to we try to the MTS we try to make is mathematical, and we take the human ele- element out of it as much exactly. as we can. Exactly, and that's why it's so disappointing that human error once again. Uh, fails fails us. We have the computer to give us a scientific rating on beer, and and I felt I I I was the failure point. Human human error was the failure point once again. Well, so, anyway, it's it's a continual process of learning, and uh, I made a mistake this week. What can I say? Okay, Glenn. Well, well now that we know that, um, we know that this beer was nine dollars. Mm, nine dollars. Uh, we know the IBUs are 28, we think. Right. Low hops. Um, and we know the alcohol percent is 8, 8%. <sighs> yes, it is. So what is your uh, what is your feeling on on your rating on this? I like this beer. I like it a lot. It's smooth. It's got that scotch taste. It's mm-hmm. not like overpowering and overbearing. Yep. Flavorful. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I would... Uh, we'll have to ding a little bit because of the price. Yeah. Oh, however, 8%. I would say if it's eight percent alcohol, right? Price a little high, just yeah. It all comes out in the wash. So, right. I, hmm, I'd give this an eight, eight or an eight nine. Eight nine. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's mm. a high one. That's a high one. I was I'm, thinking I'm, eight. Yeah. What were you thinking? I was thinking. Um, I was thinking eight six. Okay. Yeah. So you're going eight okay. nine. I'm going eight six. Okay. Um, I think that it is a very good beer. Mm. Um, I don't think it's quite worthy of an eight nine, but um, that's just my opinion. And you know, luckily we have the MTS. That's right to um, to settle to settle this empirically. Uh, real quick, I was going to look up what. Um, oh, I guess we have to we have to put this into the MTS before we look up. Um, yes. The uh, before we look up before we look up what the beer snob has to say about this, we have right. to we have to input this into the MTS uh, server. Okay. So the supercomputer, basically. Okay. Um, so okay, so we said uh, twenty eight IBUs, eight percent. I'm just I'm typing this in here. Okay. Eight uh, percent, mm-hmm. and then you said the price was nine. Mm-hmm. And then you said an eight point nine. That's that's what I, that was my rating. Okay, and then I said eight point six. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, um, okay, uh, wait, it's printing out now. Let's give it a second here to print. Okay. Oh, 
Okay. Well, the, uh, yeah, okay. So it, it came out with an 8.75. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, kind of surprising. Um, you know, didn't expect that. But the MPS is always the empirical uh, mustache twist scale rating that is going to catch the world by storm because it is a patent pending uh, way to rate beers that is scientifically provable. Never ceases to amaze. Nope. Nope. It doesn't. Okay, Glenn. Well, we know that this is 8.75. I ventured over to beersnob.com to mm-hmm. go see what they had to say mm-hmm. about it, and they got Ooh. it at an 82. Whoa. So, um, unfortunately, their scale is somewhat skewed uh, because it is completely made up. Yes. It's it's just the, a tissue it's of It's blowing lies. in the wind. Like I, I don't, I don't even know what somebody wakes up someday and says, "Oh, this beer is an '82," and then that's get that gets on their website. So mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, but this beer is truly in an eight point seven five, and uh, there, you know, so I, we can prove that if you, we we can't give you the actual formula that we use for the MTS, but we 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 can prove it. So you know, we would they, they could even contact us and rectify their their issues with their site. I think we need to like create some kind of an api some mm-hmm. kind of way for for sites like that to mm-hmm. get the official mts empirical rating because otherwise they're just flying blind by the seat of their pants indeed okay glenn <laughs> well let's move on to some interesting posts from general.com the last week or so speaking of speaking of flying, flying by the by seat of your pants flying by, yeah <laughs> uh, wow all right so uh, this one's hard to talk about it is hard to talk about but someone needs to yeah and, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna do it. Have... This is this is a highly rated post, mm-hmm. easily the highest rated uh, post in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is gonna come a surprise, but Razorback posted this. Our good friend, legend. He really delves into all different. He, there's no dark alley of the internet. This guy won't go down. That's true. And That's true. this is another example of mm-hmm. that skill. Um, Anyway, the title of this tack is called Someone on a British Airplane Took a Deuce So Bad <laughs> That It Had to Turn Around and Come Back. Um, I edited, I edited the, the tack for content because um, we have kids listening yeah. who don't know what a deuce is. Uh. Um, kids, that's a two. Um, so, <laughs> number, right. number two. Right. No, number two. The number two. This this brought to you by the number two. <laughs> so, oh man! All right. Well, going over the article, it's at Vice dot com, and mm-hmm. we, I mean, where do we go beyond the title right there? The story is story unfolds that a British Airways flight flying to um, uh, from Heathrow to, to Dubai, Dubai had to literally turn around and come back down at Heathrow. Mm-hmm. Just 30 minutes into the seven-hour flight because someone did a toilet crime. <laughs> um, it was a it was an anus crime. <laughs> I'm sorry, heinous crime. Um, um, I, I read this article and I laughed for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Because it's a funny scenario. Right. And uh, I could see it playing out. Uh, I've been on really? planes. I've been on planes where I thought, man, I wish this plane would just turn right back around after... Something like this happens. Seriously, you've been that. You, have, you said. I mean, the, I guess I don't understand. Was the bathroom unusable? Well, okay. If you read the article, it just talks. It basically says it's a. It, they make yeah. They make a lot. Of, okay, so I had to substantiate this because I was like, okay, this this seems fake, right? Um, so it's not fake. It's really just a kind of. Uh, elaboration. Elaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not one hundred percent accurate. Uh, I read the, uh, I think it's like the Times Online article about mm-hmm. this, and uh, they feature gentlemen, so they're a reputable okay. source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they basically said that the the person in question not only um, offendingly <laughs> defiled the the bathroom on the airliner, but uh, he actually rendered the the, the bathroom unusable. Uh, that's even more impressive <laughs> in the process, and that caused other issues, and they were unable to fix it. 
so in addition to the uh, the offending odor, there was also the uh, the toilet was basically rendered unusable by this guy. So um, they were concerned about the health and safety of their their passengers. They turned the flight back around, and then they they got him out on a flight 15 hours later. See, here I am thinking I'm, I'm worried about terrorism, right? <laughs> And this guy... This is like bioterrorism. It is. Mm-hmm. It's like outbreak, but on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> More like breakout. But anyway, um, can you imagine being on the plane? Apparently, the, the captain made this terse announcement. Like, I would like to see all senior cabin crew <laughs> uh, immediately. Can you imagine Please. being the guy as soon as like yeah. that, that comes out? Uh, uh, I mean, it gets disseminated over the loudspeaker. Like, <laughs> And, and you know somebody had to know something. There was a smoking gun mm-hmm. of some. <laughs> this is a smoking something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was yeah. So 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 anyway. Wow. Then, I, I hope that uh, I hope that that never happens to me uh, as a passenger. <laughs> okay, I was going to say as a passenger, as the the terrorist, the, the bio terrorist. I don't know. Uh, I'm not that kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Um, those bathrooms kind of give me the willies anyway. I know. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't yeah. like them. Yeah. And, I mean, who does? But, yeah. wow. My thing is, like, uh, they, they don't turn the sign off to go into the bathroom until, like, yeah. a long time after the plane's... I don't know. You're right. So, he, he had something... <laughs> there was something under the surface. He had, he had a, a... He had been sweating in his seat for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, please sit down. You don't understand. I gotta get in there. We're all going to die. Uh, anyway, Glenn. Okay. Oh. Well, that you know, I, I think that, you know, it's it, it happens time to time to everybody. Can you imagine people that actually... Okay, this is this is what cracks me up. The people talk, you know, the Mile High Club, going to the mm-hmm. bathroom and, mm-hmm. you know, it's at 10,000 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you do that in a bathroom in an airplane? I, I mean, this guy... I'm assuming it's a guy... Anyway, I don't know. I'm going with this, but we'll never know, Glenn. We will never know. They don't. They don't implicate the culprit in the article. But somebody knew. <laughs> somebody. There's somebody a, knows. Something. Somebody knows something, and hopefully they'll come forward. And uh, <laughs> authorities are looking into this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Woo! This was so anyway. this was an awesome tack. This is something that made me laugh for a while, and I'm still laughing about. I it. I know. I can't. This is you know talking we, about it has opened we, up even more. You know. I don't. You know. I don't. Like having ultra crass stuff on the site, yeah. Uh, as a rule, but this is something that's so funny that you can't. I mean, even though it's, even though it's crass, it's silly, it's funny. It's made it made me laugh for like, I don't know, twenty minutes or something <laughs> like that. I couldn't stop. So, yeah. Anyway, awesome post razor back, um, and well done. Well, well done. Should be noted, not safe for work language, but mm-hmm. you know that's kind of a given. That's it goes with the territory. You want to laugh? May not be safe for work. That's, That's right. right. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, let's move on to the next attack. Um, um, and this is uh, this is attack by somebody. I don't know if we've talked about uh, Top Man before. Top Man. T O P P. Top Man. Man. Okay. Uh, but Top Man uh, posted this great attack. Uh, like his avatar, he's got a tap hat going there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, this is uh, Dead Man's Catwalk. A restricted attraction in Oahu, Hawaii. Um, and I, I saw this, and it was... Uh, I have a problem with heights. You do? Yeah. We, I, we've we talked about before the fact that I get a little bit jittery about heights. And um, this, this tack is all about this weird attraction in Oahu that was on... It's on private land. It's this... It's, it's basically a concrete catwalk. Uh, they call it catwalk. It's more like a... Uh, old timey pirate. It's like a plank. Plank. Yeah. And, and it, or diving board. It walks out onto this amazing view of Oahu from a high mountain uh, on on in Hawaii, and um, just amazing panoramic view based on was it Razorback's uh, comment? Uh, he, yeah. On the, he posted a picture that was a panoramic view from the edge of the cat, uh, catwalk, and it was incredible. I'm sure Razorback took it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Hopefully he didn't fly over there in a British Airways plane. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, but anyway, the point is, Glenn. This is uh, this 
this tourist attraction is actually on private property, mm-hmm. um, and heretofore it had it was uh, the the owners of the private property were cool with people going up there and snapping pics and tourists and all that stuff, and then people started to get a little bit out of hand at it, and they've shut it down. They've said you can't come up here anymore because people. I don't know if people have been too disrespectful or is too many too vandalism. Many, too many people going yeah. up to this this catwalk, but uh, what an incredible little uh, secret place in Hawaii to go check out. Yeah the 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 real the real gem in this tack is the comment by Razorback. I mean, seeing the panoramic view of mm-hmm. what you can take if you're out on the catwalk is just unbelievable. Yeah, I can imagine why it got shut down. I mean, it's like an insurance nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fences, nothing. It's just like this concrete that juts out over nothing. Well, and here's the other thing about this, too, is that I've never been to Hawaii, mm-hmm. okay? But Hawaii is just seen as kind of, you know, it's a very touristy kind of place. That, yeah. That's the impression I get. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been there. Have you been to Hawaii? I haven't. My wife's been a couple times, and I really, really want to go. Mm-hmm. I love tropical Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. warm climate typey things. I've heard you really have to know somebody there or yeah. have some kind of inside in to uh, really experience the great the great parts of the country. Yeah, well, or not country, the great parts of the state. Yeah, my my brother in law was stationed there. He was a marine, mm. and uh, he had access to a bunch of. They had like private beaches, and stuff oh. like that. but also, yeah, if you if you know a local, they'll take you to all the cool spots uh-huh. that you know. Uh-huh. But like every every jungle movie is always filmed in Hawaii, basically. <laughs> um, every jungle scene, you know. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I when, when we were talking about this, you were talking about um, tourists not being respectful mm-hmm. of landmarks and properties, things like right. that. I actually have a a story of something the opposite happening. Hmm. Um, I talk about somebody in Lawrence. No, 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 no. Oh, I was in Mexico. Okay. okay. All good stories start in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I, I was in agree. Mexico. I've been to Tijuana. Well, this was further south and east. But uh, where were we? We were outside of uh, Monterey somewhere. But anyway, mm. uh, Monterey, Mexico, and there's this this national kind of like waterfall landmark thing. And so on this trip, we decided to go and check it out. And so you walk up to the top of the waterfall, and there's like, you know, trails and stuff to get up there. And along the trail, I... Happened upon a couple trying to uh, procreate. Wow! On the trail. Wow! Yeah. Um, did they um, did they stop while you guys are? They were okay. They weren't technically on the trail. They were just off of it, <laughs> but still visible. I'm envisioning like a foot off the trail. <laughs> Literally, like like behind a tree that was about as wide, you know, like like six inches wide. Okay. Mm. So, and uh, they were not slight of build, so the tree oh. did not even, yeah, yeah. And they acted, to answer your question, they act. it was really awkward because they acted a little sheepish. Kind of oh. like, oh, yeah, sorry, you have to see this, but we're not stopping. And, uh, yep. Wow. That's my story. That's the thing is, like, you, you envision couples like that. Like, in my mind, when you were describing the story, I was mm. thinking, like, some, like, you know, uh, super, super well-put-together couple, you know, like... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, like Tarzan but it's always, it's always never like that. No, 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 The people no. that are always doing that kind of stuff are always... Yeah. Uh, something that you don't really want to happen upon. Well, yeah. In any, and, in and any case. And to make things more interesting, I was with a... A group of high schoolers. Oh, so this really uh, <laughs> on a, on a church you on a, a church trip that puts you on a difficult. Yeah, yeah. Situation. I mean, what do you? I mean, because you, you're kind of in charge of. Well, I, I, there was no there was no avoiding it. I mean, right. I just like well, guys, let's uh, is, uh, look over this other let's landmark. Just walk really quickly past this uh, uh, th- stuff happening. See, that's. <laughs> That's just that's really messed up by those people. I mean, because uh, yeah, it'd be one thing if it was a bunch of adults that were walking to, by. Yeah, to be fair, they had they had. I don't know why we're talking so much about this, but to me, to be fair, they had. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, and it's seared into my head, uh, all their clothing on, 
for the most part. <laughs> oh well, that's you know. Yeah. So I, I I gave him some. You know, like yeah, all right, uh, yeah, making hey, it work. Thumbs up. Yep. You know. Hey, thanks for making this not so painful for us. Uh, but okay. it was still awkward. Interesting. I never heard that story. I'll That's never the forget the look on that guy's face, though. Never. Mm. As long as I live. Was it a look of dismay or? It it was a look of, um, like sheepishness, sheepishness, but also like somewhat kind of like kind of like a shrug. Yeah, kind of like well, you got us. Yep. But hey, I'm awesome. <laughs> Trailing it. Interesting. Yep. Forging a... Hmm. What, what are some puns we can use here? Forge a new trail? Forge <laughs> uh, the trail less traveled? The, uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. well, anyway, anyway uh, let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, okay, Glenn, so that... Right. So, just the, <laughs> if you're in Oahu, Hawaii, hopefully you won't have Glenn's experience, and you can go to the Dead Man's Catwalk. They say that you can still go up there, I think, if you... If you know where you're going. If you know where you're going, and you probably have to get permission from the people that own the property. Which they won't give you, so you just have to be sneaky. Well, if, unless you're I'm unless reading you're smooth talker. Here. Yeah. Unless right. you're smooth Maybe you can talk your way in there. I don't know. It's a good... It's a good. Uh, looks like a cool place to, to check out. So, Glenn, let's talk about the uh, final attack from Gentleman.com this week or so that piqued our interest. All right. Well, Brian, the, the last attack we're going to talk about is... Um, have we have we talked about Crispy Critter before? Do you know what member Crispy Critter? I don't think we have. I don't believe we have. If we have, I'm terribly sorry. Right. We've been doing this for a while now. We're in our 50s. This is yeah. a 50 second episode. We got memory loss. We don't know. Right. We don't know. I barely even remember Glenn's name half the time. I'm starting to lose my loss of my functions. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. Um, all right. Crispy Critter posted attack plugging a 1986 Mac Plus into the modern web. And this is an awesome article because <laughs> it goes into painful detail. Yeah. About well, but not painful if you're a if a you're a computer programmer or a um, IT specialist. Right. Um, but for the average user, average user for the average reader, this won't make any sense at all. Except that a guy got a 1986 computer to surf the internet, and it and it details the. Um, the, the the trials and tribulations of actually getting it up and running. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting because the, the 1986 Mac Plus, he said, was 200,000 times less um, had had less capacity. It was like 200,000 times less capacity than his computer he was using. Right, and it's even less, you know, than like an iPad and right, way less actually. Right, uh, in terms of performance and all that kind of stuff. So it was a real trick. Um, it was a real trick. He had to jump through some incredible hoops to make this thing go on the internet. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happened between... Was it 1986? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happened between then and now. Almost 30 years. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. You know, you, you don't you take all your stuff for granted. And he was like saying, well, Ethernet didn't exist. Wi-Fi didn't exist. Um, um, HTML didn't HTML exist. HTML exist, didn't exist. Um <laughs> But I, I like this article a lot. Um, I I kind of... Don't tell Laura this. Okay? Okay. But I kind of want to get into collecting 80s computers. <laughs> because I think... I think what? I think, the, I think it could be the big wave of collectibles in the mm. future. Mm. Um, you know, there's so many... Like a lot of people say, oh, this this old Mac computer, you throw it away, it's no good or whatever. But like, I think having a lot of like these old kind of seminal computers, yeah, and you could probably go to like garage sales and pick them up for nothing, probably because there's no real market for them right now. Um, Some may argue ever. Well, look, I'm saying that's a, it's speculation. It's all speculation. But the problem is then oh. I then I'd have to have a room somewhere in the house to like house because computers are not small especially old no, computers you can't like fold them up and put no. them away somewhere so you'd have to find a way you'd have to I don't know I'm interested in, in maybe building a little collection of, of old old computers that's a good that's a good idea can I be around when you have this conversation with Laura I don't it's one of those things where you don't really ask permission. Uh, um, one day you just you'd rather beg for forgiveness I think it would be a good uh, it, 
you know, thing if she just like walked into the guest bedroom and it was lined with old computers? And then I could say, well, it's kind of an abstract uh, decoration. Yeah, with a yeah postmodern yeah retro. Uh, no, I I I'm pretty interested in the old school Macs. I think there's an interesting history to computing, and I think that. There's going to be a time where these pe- people are going to come back and say, "Wow, these are really interesting artifacts of yeah. original computing um, innovations that were happening." I mean, if you look at Moore's law, everything doubles every two years. I think is what Moore's law is, mm-hmm. and the innovations that were happening during mm-hmm. that '80s were just incredible. Uh, still, like he said, two hundred thousand times less than what's going on today, but. Every couple of years, they're making these huge leaps that are really interesting. So I, I think this is a really cool article. I, uh, I think my parents still have the original computer that I learned. Oh, nice! On, which was like a three eighty six, um, which you know I can't remember what the hard drive was. It was probably four four. Um, I don't know. It was before. I mean, it was it's probably like a megabytes. It was probably like a. You know, maybe a gigabyte hard drive what? or something. That would have been huge. Yeah, I don't. I probably don't remember. Smaller. I don't remember. It probably was smaller. But um, I remember getting on BBSs before the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I remember, like, a lot of the stuff he was describing. He's describing some Z modem thing, and it, it immediately triggered some the old sound memory of of me working with a computer from that kind of era. So huh. uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's pretty cool. It's a really cool. Um, cool project he got done it seemed like it was way too much trouble than it was actually worth he had to have one of his friends write some custom crazy code just to get a web page to display on the thing and it takes several minutes for a web page to to pull up on the on the computer but yes his goal was to take this 1986 mac plus and get it on the internet and be able to read web pages on it and he did that uh although it's horribly inefficient to do so <laughs> yeah it wasn't wasn't ideal. Um, the the cool thing about these old computers is that you're kind of well. Okay, the cool thing about these old computers is that you can crack them open and almost understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like the parts are really simplistic. Yeah. Uh, compared to like, I mean, we're both using MacBook Pros right now, mm-hmm. right? You if can't we, even open. Them. You can't even open them. Like you right. don't. You need. You and need if you Joey did, I have to come over and if you did, the circuit boards would be so small. That right. You, I mean, it, it's tiny compared to what yeah know, what was out there before. So, um, it's kind of like retro cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little bit easier the, to yeah yeah they have parts are easier. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty interested in, in that whole deal. So so that was a, that was a really cool post. Okay, Glenn. Well, um, that was about as interesting as a post about a 1986 <laughs> Mac Plus could possibly be, which. We didn't do any favors for no. So well, well done, everyone. Those are those are great. There's a lot of lot of great stuff posted this week, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's an uptick in posting just in general across the site. So, and it's not like it's a downturn in quality of content. It's no. just it's just more awesome. So, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, check out the site. Uh, create an account if you don't have one. And yeah, Brian, what do we what do we got next? I think we were going to uh, do the um, hand button sonic. Um, and Glenn, this week uh, somebody put okay. So I don't know. I think it was Ra- was it Razorback that posted the original video that got me thinking about this. I don't recall. I don't know, Glenn. Anyway, somebody. It, it probably was Razorback. I want to say it was. Um, I'll figure it out while you're talking. Okay, Glenn. Well. The hot button topic for this week, Glenn, mm-hmm. is this incredible diet that's taking... Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Mm-hmm. It was El Sueco, which we should we should expect by now. Yes. El Sueco always posts great stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the sh- stuff that he posts. <laughs> uh, always, always, always a good guy. Always posting awesome stuff at the site. He posted this video that was really funny that was about how to become a gluten intolerant. And there's this thing that's taking the country by storm. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing it pop up here or there. It's all about gluten-free. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm picking up a Coke and it says gluten-free on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Does it really? It's, no. That was oh, an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> but Technically, it is. We're not that far away from it. I, I keep seeing Maybe. 
Look, what is the deal with these the the packaging on stuff? Okay, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, what is this like? Well, every time there's some new thing that comes out, whether it's yeah. trans fat, I don't even know what trans fat is. But first, it, first it was probably like it's something a trans like, fat movement. First, it was something like low cholesterol, and it, like every Lay's potato chip package said like right. low cholesterol, and then it was like zero trans fat, right? Zero trans fat. Now it's like gluten free. You know, yeah. Everything is like you've got to put this label on there that says it's gluten free. Omega, omega, high in omega threes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what's going on? What's what's going on in the country? This is right, this Brian. is some crazy stuff, and everybody's waiting to for us to weigh in on it so all that right. they can know how to react to this. So, all right, everybody, listen up. Gluten free is gripping the nation. Yeah, um, mainly because people like fads. Yeah, and I'm not saying that gluten gluten free movement is a fad. Um, I actually think, like most of these fads, it all starts with something that's actually kind of important, and the marketing gurus at all these food and drink companies take it and just absolutely run with it so that people without, you know, much between their ears just believe that, you know, this whatever whatever it is they're hawking is beneficial for them. So for example, your your example the Coke. Mm-hmm. I could totally see it. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the it's trans fat far. thing yeah. basically means you don't have animal fat in something. So okay. if it's not cooked with animal fat like this apple's trans has no trans fat, right? Because there's no apple. There's, I mean, there's no animal bits in it. Right. You know, like the same thing with gluten free. Oh, anyway, I I, I digress. Uh-huh. It's it's all marketing shtick, right? I really do think uh, there is something personally. I think there's something to the gluten free stuff. That that video that El Swico posted was hilarious, by the uh-huh. way, because it is, you know, kind of like that. The whole but there's this whole culture around. People are really concerned about gluten free, and they see like a package of gluten free cupcakes, and they're like, "Oh, it's gluten free! Oh, it's so good for me!" Ah, and they eat the whole package, and they're like, "I can't believe why I gained ten pounds." You know, eh? That that's my take. Okay. Uh, let me let me read from you a couple. Let me read for you a couple pas- passages from the Wikipedia page on the gluten free. Okay. Um, page. Gluten-free fad diets are popular and endorsed by celebrities such as Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People buy gluten-free food because, quote, they think it will help them lose weight because they seem to feel better or because they mistakenly believe <laughs> they are sensitive to gluten. Yes. <laughs> They're gluten intolerant, Brian. Let me tell you something, Glenn. I I met a guy one time mm-hmm. that was a, actually had celiac disease. Yeah. And uh, it was a very serious thing. It was a very serious condition. I remember uh, talking to him about it, and he he was a normal guy for most of his life, uh, up until he was 50-something, and he developed this intolerance for gluten. And it's the craziest thing, but he it was legit. I yeah. mean, he was saying that he, he went to the doctor for a long time, and they finally diagnosed him with celiac disease. Um, and then he did pretty well for a while, and then... He was eating eating stuff and avoiding gluten, and he kept getting sick still. And I was trying to figure out, trying to figure out. And then, like, one day he figured out that he was putting butter on something, and somebody else in his family that wasn't sensitive to gluten had been oh. putting butter on toast. Wow. And just those bits of toast literally made him throw up. Wow. He was so intolerant of gluten. So Wow. Some people have a real and medically diagnosable problem with gluten. Mm-hmm. Everybody else needs to stop. Yes. Everybody else needs to stop this. This is so stupid. I mean, <laughs> I, I, we've been around long enough that we've seen, you know, all the things that, that have happened in the last 10 years. You know, like you said, the, the marketing, yes. the diet stuff. I mean, the diet stuff, relentless. Low, low sugar, low, low calorie. Sugar. Yeah. Uh, it started with low calorie and it's just gone yeah. from there. Yeah. And now we're at gluten and I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it makes you sick, then understandable. But there's so much about the diet thing. Look, I think we're in the wrong business hmm. because there's so much about the diet thing. I, when I was reading this um, passage in Wikipedia where they say, People seem to feel better if they avoid gluten. They think it may help them lose weight. 
Uh, that that reminds me of a lot of. Uh, there's just so much misinformation about diets and food and everything. It just it's it's amazing to me what people can get away with saying is oh try this diet and it'll work for you and all this stuff, gluten free included, but also everything that's come before it. I mean, we're really really invested in trying to find some magic answer to eating more healthy, losing weight, all these things. I don't know. Gluten seems like the least likely candidate for such a, such a, 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 you know, a place to, to put your, put all your marbles in your, in your, in your diet. I would think that there would be a much better way to, to do that. But I think, I think some people find that the gluten-free stuff works for them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because there are studies that show if you eat a crap load of gluten all day long, that yeah, you're going to gain a lot of weight. And if you don't, if you, I think it just comes down to this. If people ate more vegetables and meat and fruit, mm-hmm. maybe nuts or something, mm-hmm. basically stuff that has grown and been around for millions of years, yeah, probably going to be okay with that. Right. If you eat cookie dough all day long, mm-hmm. your butt's going to jiggle. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's that's pretty gentleman much. diet. Gentleman diet. No butt jiggling. Yeah. However, some yeah. butt jiggling. Some, uh, yeah. You okay. gotta allow for a little bit of fun. If you're in Mexico, I think the thing with this is Brian is that like like the, like El Suaco's video. Mm-hmm. We should link this up in the podcast notes if you yeah, if you will. remember. Okay. Um, but like El Suaco's video kind of brought out people have taken this. It's beyond like a like a diet. It's like a way of life. Yeah. It's like it's like a. It's almost cultish, right? It's like uh, being a vegan or vegetarian, right. right? But I mean, taking I mean, it's you know, you you people get so wrapped up in this culture mm-hmm. around it, and and not really remembering why, right? Well, like the root, why is the root? Why is gluten sensitivity a, a thing? Well, right, because some people, you know, it, it is something that's like the guy you're talking about, mm-hmm. but even more, some than people that, have a medical, you know, scientific, right reaction to it yes it's like having an allergy or something like right that. some people are allergic to some things and some people aren't right if you're not allergic to uh you know cookies <laughs> are, are you still eating cookies yeah probably because you're not allergic to them right you know right uh right you know it's not gonna make you feel any better you know right what I, mean? I, I don't know it I just didn't realize this was a thing until I started going to the store and I kept oh, yeah. seeing like all these packages and they're like gluten-free and I'm like what like when, when are we like broadcasting that, uh, the, you know, this is gluten is a thing to be free of. Mm. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's. I mean, what, how many ingredients are we going to go through where we have to say like gluten, gluten free, low cholesterol? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the other thing. It's like. Oh, this package is gluten-free. It also has rat poison in it. Yeah. yeah. Right? right? But it's gluten-free. This ice so. cream, gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, terrible for you, <laughs> but it's gluten-free. That's the thing. When I eat something that I know is bad for me, yeah. I'm not going to try to be like, well, no, it doesn't, doesn't have any gluten in it. Right. Never mind they use two cans of lard to make it. I think it's, you know, the the people that make these, I don't know where it comes from, but they, they seem, it's all misdirection. Yes, they put these big labels on something that says gluten free, and it's terrible for you. The thing that you're eating is yes. terrible yes. for you. It's awful for you. You shouldn't eat this thing, but it says <laughs> gluten free on it, and that makes a lot of people feel better about it. Right, and it works. It kind of justifies. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't be eating this package of gluten free cookies. Gluten free Oreos, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're gluten free. They're good. I had it for breakfast. They're Oreos. <laughs> so I'm going on. I'm having Oreos every day. Right. They're gluten this free. Awesome. They're gluten free. Yep. No problem. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to keep track of, and the science keeps changing. Yeah. So I understand the confusion, but there are certain principles that everybody needs to adhere to, and I'm <laughs> so tired of having debates with people about <laughs> about this stuff. It's so crazy. Like it. This is beyond that, though, because gluten intolerance is like a medical condition. Right. It's like saying you have diabetes when you don't. Right. Or you have, you know, any other ailment. Right. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think that there are certain things that are 
obvious that people can do to eat better. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't doesn't mean if you're not gluten like if you don't have celiac disease, that doesn't mean avoiding gluten products. That means eating better, and you know how to eat better. People in general know how to eat better. I don't understand why more people don't try to do that. You know what I mean? It's simple, gentleman diet. I'm telling you, Brian. We just need to we just need to make gentleman diet. Gentleman diet. Okay. All right. Write a book. Vegetables. Beer. Beer. Uh, yes. In moderation. In uh, moderation, like yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whiskey. Uh, okay, we're cu- yeah. This is Look, uh, some of the oldest people in the country hmm? have been around, and they mm-hmm. said like whiskey is like the top thing. Like they have a whiskey drink every day. Really, it's a scientific fact. Well, I'm in, so we could base it on that. I was gonna say to throw a wrench in all of our to to pull a 180. Actually, it's really not 180, but to add a little wrinkle to our discussion, right? Mm-hmm. There's an interesting book. Um, Death by Food Pyramid. Mm. And it's uh, all about how the food pyramid was created by um, legislation, basically. It was a it was a political thing. Okay. And they didn't actually use, you know... Science? Science to create it. They just no. kind of... It was kind of one part marketing, one part like pseudoscience. That makes sense. I can see that. It, it, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, something to think about when you're uh, cramming another cupcake in your face. Okay. Or cracking open another beer right. like I am right now. Right. Okay, Glenn. Well, we'll talk about the food pyramid maybe next time. We should look up some information on that and then get back to that. Okay. Um, but now it's, it's time to finish up the episode and talk about the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Glenn. <laughs> Uh, and this week, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. We, you know, got a lot of questions. Mm. This one I thought was really a really poignant, and um, you know, it's a, it's a moving question. You know, I think anybody else that that could be listening to this episode could really identify with this and think about their own personal lives and answer it. And I think that it's something important that we should address. Okay. Mm, okay. You know, I think that mm. we should address this. Okay. And the question is, what is the worst Nick Cage movie of all time? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been tossing on this one for a while. I've been thinking about this for days. As as soon as we got this question in the gentleman mailbag, I, so, I, you know, I had to like retreat to my to my study and and, and, th- and go over books. I was reading scripts and and mm. trying to divulge like what uh, what do we. We were, we were kind of we touched on this earlier before we started the podcast, mm-hmm. and I found it easier to actually go back and look at the movies that were actually good that Nick Cage made. Right. So you have Raising Arizona, where he won an Academy Award, right? Right. Didn't he? Was, or he was nominated? I think he won or was nominated. Doesn't matter. That was great a good movie. Yes. Raising Arizona, mm-hmm. really touching. He did a great job acting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would I would posit that. Oh, shoot. I just lost it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. The Rock. Okay. The Rock. Technically yeah. not a great movie, but... Um, it's all in the eye of the beholder, Glenn. It's such an awesome cliche. Just wrapped... It's... Oh. It's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. Wrapped in a cliche. Right. Topped with some more cliches. Mm-hmm. It's like a Michael like, Bay Sunday. Oh, with, man. With, yeah. a, with a Nick Cage cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And Sean Connery, right? Frosty, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's it's tough, I mean, yeah. So there, there's a lot of there's there's like some highs, highs, and there's some low lows. Um, there's there's a lot more lows that there's a lot, lot more, more low lows, lows. low lows. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have I have a pretty strong opinion on this. Okay, let's hear yours, Glenn. Um, I'm not a big Nick Cage fan. Mm. I, I get I get The Rock. Yep. I get raising. I think raising Arizona is awesome, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the trajectory that he should have gone. The I, I read this article recently about a movie that he did called Joe, which was an independent movie. No one's. I mean, a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. Um, but he got he got nominated for an Academy Award in this really? movie, and uh, somebody I, I want to say it was the AV Club, the Onions thing, where they were saying. This is the kind of role that 
Nick Cage could do if he wasn't doing the Michael Bay action, run of the mill, high weird comic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he 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 got an Academy like he got nominated for Academy Award for doing this serious movie. It's a very highly rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a it, it, you know it's a, it's a good little movie. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but it, supposedly he has a great role in it, and he was uh, nominated for a lot of awards in it. Um, so the point is, Glenn. Uh, he's done so many terrible movies, but then he has some little flickering. Like I remember, like I think it's like Leaving Las Vegas. The thing about the alcoholic role, where it, it was like him and Elizabeth Shue. And, really? Uh, yeah, huh. and and he plays an alcoholic in that movie that is trying to drink himself to death, and it's a very serious movie, not your Michael Bay action hmm. junk or whatever, but. Hmm. Anyway, so he has some he he has the ability to do some pretty serious roles and something that actually means something. I, I just wonder what uh, you know. I don't know. Okay, but so the point is, I have a very specific opinion about this, Glenn. Okay. Um, I want to say that if not my top favorite movie of all time, uh, it's up there. It's 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 one of my top favorite movies of all time, and okay. it's called The Wicker Man. The original Wicker Man. Yes. From the 1970s. Okay. This was a amazing piece of cinema, this mm. Wicker Man movie. I love Uh-oh. every part of this. And Uh-oh. Nick Cage was involved with a remake of it. And by involved, I mean he starred in a remake of it. A terrible, <laughs> terrible remake of it. And now, every time I say... One of my favorite horror movies of all time is The Wicker Man. Everybody's like, the Nick Cage movie? I'm like, no, not The Wicker No! <laughs> the 1970s Wicker Man is awesome. I love this movie. It's my. It's one of my favorite movies. And Nick Cage went and did a remake of it that was all modernized and thrown into the modern times. And it's absolutely terrible. <laughs> I would say that is probably my worst offending Nick Cage movie of all time. Okay. There, okay. I I will I will have to shy away from the the remake of Wicker Man. Mm. I still have to see the original. It's uh, it's, a, it's a it's a landmark piece of cinema. Okay, I love it. Well, speaking of landmark, mm-hmm. um, I was gonna go with Ghost Rider. Um, I haven't seen that. I've never seen it. Mm. Um, but on paper, it looks bad. It just the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, never heard anything good about it right. ever. From anybody ever in the history of movies. Okay. Um, but movies that I have seen, I, I thought of another one that I. It, it turns out that Nick Cage is in. This is hard for me because Nick Cage is in a lot of my guilty pleasure movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah National yeah, yeah. Treasure. A National Treasure. I've never seen. I that. love that movie. Uh, the and Rock. It is so bad. You talk about the Face Off a lot. Face Off. Mm-hmm. Con Air. Mm-hmm. Con Air. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. So, um, but I would have to I would have to say National Treasure, and not because I hate the movie, but because it's it's a typical Nick Cage like cheesy. So t- the lines are just terrible. I'm gonna kidnap the president. Right. Yeah. It's it's hard. It, it, but, but, but hang on, Brian. It's more than that. Don't just make it a punchline. All right. There's mm-hmm. more to that plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. God, this guy's been in so many terrible movies. I was just thinking You're about looking the, at him all right now. The City it? of Angels. Oh, Lynn loves that movie. My uh, wife loves that movie. Um, you know, National Treasure one through four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this guy has been in a ludicrous amount of terrible movies. Uh, <sighs> Brian, that's just a Scotchdale talking. Well, look, I'm just calling it like I see it. You know, and I'm looking through this guy's filmography, and it is brutal. I, I just The Rock. I will say adaptation was pretty good. It's weird because this guy will do oh, like Gone in sixty seconds. This dude, this dude will do like ten movies that are just absolute crap, and then he'll do one that's like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The Leaving Las Vegas. Face Joe off. is what I was talking about. Leaving Las Vegas. Adaptation. Um, Did you not know. like Gone in sixty seconds, the original one? I haven't. I haven't seen that. I think it was because it's just like a time period movie for me. You know, like. It came out in 2000, so... Yeah. 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 My my high school mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's it's I'm, it's it's. I'll watch a Nick Cage movie and I'll enjoy it, but it's hard because. Oh, it's not hard for me. Oh man, he's just done so many terrible movies. But that's that's why I love them. Like, yeah, his, I know his it, character. It kills me. Like his characters are always. It's very. Uh, it's very. It's very mercurial. I mean. I can watch a terrible Nick Cage movie and enjoy that part of it. Oh, the weatherman! But, but when it's oh, when it's Nick Cage being Nick Cage, it's just so hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Family Man! I remember seeing that one when I was in high school. That was really. I don't even know. I mean, this guy's in so many movies. He's got to be in like three movies a year. Yeah, he's. A uh, little interesting fact about. Uh, Nick Cage, he is. Was he friend? Wait, wait, crap! I'm forgetting it now. He's he's somebody's famous uh, nephew, Francis Ford Coppola. No, who? Yeah, children. Uh, Weston Coppola Cage. There you go. There you go. So he's he must be related to some. <clears throat> yeah. Co- oh, he did the the Godfather, right? Coppola. Yeah. 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 So th- he changed his name so that he wouldn't. Tread on this, which is kind of cool. Nicholas Kim Coppola. Yep, change his name oh. so he wouldn't be treading on the family. Home. So give him some props, Brian. Weird. He made it all on his own. <clears throat> his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. There we go. Wow. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, now I know. Wow. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Okay. Well done and dusted. We we have. Okay, so what was your worst Nick Cage movie? Mine was Wicker Man. I just say National Treasure because it's a guilty pleasure. Okay. You know what I mean? It can be the worst and the best. Exactly. Right. I I I love what you're saying there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. It's a terrible movie. I I love watching it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Glenn. Well, um, speaking of the worst movies of all time, that was the the episode, the podcast episode. (laughs) Maybe maybe one of the worst podcast episodes. Could be. Lot of but it might be the best. Too. Mm-hmm. Might be know. the best. When when people are going through to try to like determine like what's the what like you know uh, somebody else's podcast you're like what's the worst gentleman podcast of all time? Somebody might I be gotta like, say fifty two episode fifty two fifty two yeah. or two exactly. the soju episode exactly right yeah. so that that's probably a conversation that's gonna be mm-hmm. happening sometime in the future so anyway Glenn okay so this was episode fifty two. Uh, final thoughts on the Arcadius uh, lockdown. Man, that's an awesome beer. Um, it is pretty strong. Uh, it is strong. It's starting to kick in a little bit now. Mm-hmm. But the thing with the Scotch Ales, like I've had Scotch Ales before, and they've just been like really intense and like flavor and like yeah, this is pretty mellow. I Punch like you it in the a face lot. kind of thing. I like this a good deal. So well done, Arcadia Ales. Mm-hmm. I stand by my. Original assessment. 8.9. 8.9. Mm-hmm. The MTS, 8.75. Do you, are you going to amend yours at all? No, you I still think feel I'm, I'm strong with that. I, uh, you know, I'm very opinionated about my mm-hmm. my ratings on the beers, and I feel like the 8.6 was the right, was okay. the right level for this. Okay. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that was episode 52. Um, looking forward to episode 53. Mm. I am. Mm-hmm. I know that... Myself and at least you and maybe one other person out there is looking forward to episode 53. Uh, I know you and I listen to the podcast, and I know that Nick Cage listens to the podcast. My wife occasionally. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah. A long time ago, we were featured on iTunes. Yeah. So maybe... Um, it's like a Don McLean song. Mm-hmm. A long, long time ago... Featured on the iTunes store. I can still remember <laughs> how that podcast made me smile. <laughs> but the podcast I admire most. <laughs> Glenn Stansberry, Brian McKinney. Hot button toast. <laughs> I went down towards the coast the day. The podcast died. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen to us, Glenn. <clears throat> no, we're not singing Bye Bye Miss no. Podcast Pie. Podcast Pie. <laughs> Look, I don't know, Glenn. We're getting off in the weeds. Point is, mm. that was episode 52. 
We're looking forward to episode 53, and we appreciate the people that have listened to episodes mm. 1 through 52. And if you haven't, go back and listen to all the episodes. Yeah, all the episodes are good. Go back. They're good. Well, we're, relatively speaking. Yeah, relatively. Good is a broad term. It's a very, yes, general like, term. Pretty good, really good. Don't sue kinda. us if they're not good. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Our lawyers advised us, advised us to not guarantee that the podcast was good. Right. So we don't have any... Look, it's it's not a warranty or claim or guarantee that the podcast is good. Never is. So let's just get that out there. Uh, the other thing we should get out there, Glenn, is that it's time for the episode 52 to come to a close. We will see you guys next week for episode 53. And that we appreciate you guys listening to it. And we will catch you next time. And I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sainsbury. Godspeed, good speed. Good speed. <laughs>